0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Nick Flanagan Weekly. And today I am back with one of my fr- good friends, a friend of rock and roll, a friend of uh, psych folk, a friend to the animals. AL Senior, you're back.
1: Hey, everybody. Happy hey, Hanukkah. Hey,
0: man. Light happy a Hanukkah light. T-
1: light the good light. <laughs> light that good light. Day five? Are we on day five? I think we're on day three. Day three. Damn. Day three. And you know, um, we're just <laughs> lighting a path.
0: Do you think anyone's ever lit a blunt and then applied the blunt <laughs> to a Hanukkah candle? Gee,
1: I thought you were going to ask another question.
0: Okay, gone. <laughs> do I think anyone's ever lit a blunt? I thought
1: you were going to say, do you think anyone has lit more than one menorah at once? Would you be... <laughs> And what is that like for you?
0: Would you be offended if, um, <laughs> like, you were at Hanukkah and then...
1: <laughs> I don't like where those <laughs> would you be offended questions Cypress
0: <laughs> Hill showed up and they were like, check out the new song we made. And it was called How I Could Just Grill a
1: Ham. Well, I'm pretty sure Sendok was down with the tribe. Was he Jewish? Sendok? Of course. He wrote a book about it. <laughs> I thought Be Real's not the Jewish one? He seems more Jewish. He, he converted as well. I heard. Cypress Hill are both (laughs) converted (laughs) orthodox. Hey, that's a whole bunch of American money over there out in the open. What are you thinking? I feel like I saw Cypress (laughs) Hill
0: (laughs) like at a McDonald's or something on tour once. Am I imagining that?
1: You probably are imagining that. But I interviewed
0: DJ Muggs once.
1: Like a couple years ago? DJ
0: Muggs or like... Ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, okay. Did he talk about the Soulless Assassins Volume 2? Probably. I don't remember anything he said except that I was like, DJ Muggs is awesome. I was like, this is the guy who did the Insane in the Brain beat. This is the guy who did the I'm Having Illusions beat. This is the guy who Temples did the beat for. Of boom. Yeah. This is the guy who did the beat for Jump Around. God damn it. And before I turned on the mic, we were listening to Friends of Rock and Roll by Easy Action. What an amazing song that was. Did
1: you like it? It was pretty good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's right. So, today's another fun <clears throat> Nick Flanagan Weekly. We're uh, in the evening. My mom's downstairs with her friend Gilda. I think I smell latkes. I, something is happening I cooking think Gilda wise. and your
1: mom are getting into some latkes up. They have a lot of fun together. They know. go to the movies. They go to the movies, they go that's to the mall. true. I've never heard of
0: them going to the mall together. But I'll get reports like, Gilda's Netflix wasn't working. <laughs> I'll get reports like, oh, Gilda's not feeling so well, so we can't get together today. And uh, then I see Gilda. She's very healthy. How long have they known each other? Oh, since uh, grade birth. school. Since birth. Yeah, since since probably grade school. Does
1: since she also live like
0: down the street? Gilda's in the, in the nabe. Yeah, she's uh, just up the street. You know, so we like to keep it gangsta here. This is a funny thing. Would you? Did you ever think about leaving Toronto, going away, moving out, making things mm.
1: happen, moving and
0: shaking? That seems impossible. Like Your father. Opposite
1: thought. It's like, what's keeping you from be staying here, <laughs> and not moving out to the desert? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You'd rather. I read a lot of interesting things about Joshua Tree. I've been there. And Graham Parsons. I heard it's, it's not funny there. It's not. No, there's nothing funny <laughs> in Joshua. That's absolutely true.
0: Uh, you know what though? One time I went to Joshua Tree when I was 21, and I broke the not funny rule, oh. and we took a picture of me. Kind of like doing this, like shrugging, and, or like do, holding a fake mic in front of a cactus. And I labeled the picture Nick doing stand-up to a cactus. So I actually made it funny for one second. But probably because I was 21, it wasn't like super funny like I am now. Super
1: duper funny. The funniest guy. Did you pull the Joshua tree move? Which <laughs> is to... My Joshua <laughs> card? <laughs> Which is to listen to you 2s The Joshua Tree while dosing out and looking at the stars. No. As they move super quick, like Scotty style. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, people do that. I think it's a thing. Like, she moves in mysterious ways.
0: That song? That's on Joshua Tree, right? <clears throat> no,
1: that's on Octune, baby.
0: So is, is Joshua Tree, uh... <laughs> well, uh One line. that's also two, baby. Let's get together. So, is uh Joshua Tree? Um,
1: (laughs) I'm really not down with you two to be on the whole, but I really love the best YouTube moment is when they put that album on everybody's iPod. I think that's kind of that was a real watershed moment in music for me. Uh, like you had to have it, it went directly. Do you think Bono
0: was like. Oh, who cares? There's people starving. It's lucky we're giving them an album.
1: He was probably thinking, like, do you have any idea how much this won't cost us if we don't do it?
0: Hey, Edge, I'd like to know what you think of the newest idea I came up with. Do tell.
1: Adam. Adam. Come join Oh, you know who was going to be the original guitar player in U two? You've heard about this Steve story, Vi. right? Was this, was Steve Vai <laughs> actually got the job. Yeah, but like a couple weeks later, he broke his leg. So yeah,
0: he's always skiing.
1: He, I think. Can you just imagine what the riff world slopes? Was, what what kind of a world we would live in if it was
0: Steve Vai was in Steve Vai if the if if Bono was like was like Udge... You're out. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're out. And he's in. <laughs> I just felt like the um, Akhtungb and Zuropa era of U2 was like just a bad version of what the Pet Shop Boys had done. Like there was just like a really unrecognizably bad version of, of so much good music.
1: Pet Shop Boys or Depeche Mode? Kind of both. You know? They are the same band. I've oh. I've often thought that.
0: <laughs> are you serious? I mean let's get real. Have you seen a similarity between the two bands? I've seen
1: a take place. <laughs> between the two bands.
0: David <laughs> Gain <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy.
1: Oh Lord. So have you ever interviewed any like jazz musicians? Never. Or do you only interview new rappers?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I used to only interview new rappers at the time and old DJs. Who's the newest rapper that you've politicked with? Oh, it's been a really long time. So I wouldn't say anyone new. Because it's honestly been 10 years since I interviewed a rapper. So we would have been talking about 10 years ago... I was interviewing like Cool Keith, Q Tip, um, Diamond D.
1: Um, Do you have any of that stuff? Like, I actually I found think? all the
0: mini tape cassettes. Oh,
1: that would be a a mine. I don't
0: know what's on them, but yeah, I, they're in the house, and I I'd love to uh, I'd like to hear that Cool Keith. That was really interesting. But I was often very bad at knowing how to record an interview over the phone, a phoner especially, because it was challenging. You know. Back in the day, you would have to get this special cord. Maybe you did this, where you would like attach your landline to like a recording unit, and then the recording unit to the receiver of the phone or something, and it would actually come out very clear. That was probably with the Jerky Boys and whatnot. I would always just meet
1: them at the venue and do it that way. Who did you interview? New Kingdom. Oh wow. You know, New after Kingdom. I interviewed New Kingdom, and New Kingdom opened up for Jawbox, I think at Lee's Palace. Right. Is that right? Hey. And then angel, I gave Joel <laughs> come over. Is that New Kingdom?
0: No, it's Jawbox.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. That I... was
0: their big uh big That major was their label big Atlantic song. moment. Yeah, yeah.
1: What happened to those dudes?
0: Jawbox? Yeah. I don't know. They were like uh weren't they on Fugazi's label? Uh Discord? I think they were Discord. I think they man. were at one yeah. point. But anyway, so you okay, need New leave. Kingdom. By the way, New Kingdom for those listening are we're playing eight. New Year's Eve at least <laughs> the Mercedes. They were like there was this weird era of hip hop groups that were like live instrumental and like sort of experimental. And New Kingdom were both Dude, were that the they were trippy. The Goats and New Kingdom are the two that I'm thinking of. Yeah, the Goats had that. Are song. you down with the Not nuts? Your oh, typical American. Not, yeah. Oh
1: yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's- Arrest
0: the President was that them? No, that's. <laughs> Intelligent well, that was development. <laughs> Tennessee. 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 Mr. Wendell's a bum.
1: <laughs> yeah. For me, all of that consciousness stuff started happening like with De La Soul. and it really like hit like with three feet high and rising. And yeah. uh, wow that that opened it up.
0: Yeah. De La Soul so and diggable. the hippie. Oh t- yeah. Diggable Planets is great. I interviewed her, uh, Ladybug. Oh, cool. Is that her name?
1: Yeah, I think so. Ladybug. Where, at the mall? <laughs> no, over the phone. Oh, Always over the phone. you went to the mall for it. You said you were down with mall interviews, so I, I was, <laughs> wanted to ask that. I
0: never interviewed anyone <laughs> in a mall, but the best story I heard about rap shows in the 90s was about Notorious B.I.G. playing a show in a mall food court at the Eden
1: Center, and it, was, it ended with gunfire. That kind of reminds me of the time the Cramps played that... Um, Mental health institution. It's and, uh, on
0: YouTube. You, can, you should watch the Cramps Mental Institution video if you haven't, or you shouldn't. It's pretty me- <laughs> oh, not Kid Condo. that's what his name Kid is Contact. now. <laughs> <laughs> Kid Contact. Kid
1: Cuddy, Kid Contact. Who else was there?
0: What are your top 10 rap albums,
1: 2018? <clears throat> uh, Hell on Earth, Mob Deep. Yeah. Um, the Infamous, Mob Deep. Deep. Project Pat. Um, oh, all, uh, all anything, Getty Green, <laughs> Getty Green, yeah. Um, Getty Green is a I good was project, um, <laughs> Digger's Six Feet
0: Deep, sure, yeah. Not the pick the sickle, <laughs> uh,
1: low end theory. You might as well include Midnight Marauders if you're gonna be if you're gonna go there, yeah. And there's, a I mean, it's all one piece. Um, feel free to jump in anytime, Doctor and Matthew <laughs> by Cole Keith, okay. <laughs> Um, so, this is just what you've been listening to? This is to just this off the year.
0: dome. This is what you've listened to this year. How how do you feel when a rapper passes? Passes out? Away. <laughs> passes out for good.
1: Well, there really isn't ever closure, is there? No, there isn't because you don't know them, so it feels like they'll come back at any time. Yeah, I mean, and, and who set the precedent for that? Toops. Toops. Yeah, Tupac. Shakur. Didn't you think it was disrespectful that
0: Coolest Shaker came out, like, just a few years after Tupac died? I mean, in a way. After when... Do you know that when Tupac Shakur died, that made Afeni Asada about it?
1: Yeah, so she... she <laughs> <laughs> Did she put out a record after that? Didn't she put out an album called... Asata Shakur? I'm Back. <laughs> she's still not back I think she anyway I heard she dropped the record for Shugs so. did you listen to mm-hmm.
0: Kamikaze by Eminem
1: are we gonna talk about this for
0: real I'll give you my top 10 rap albums of the year as I picked them the other day it's not 10 this is straight up and they're not back. of this year no I did I had to make a list for Now Magazine so they asked me what are your top 10 albums oh this year? is it gonna be in the year ender yes and this is what I okay Dream Warriors love Dream Warriors but no my my grandmother used to play Bridge with capital Q's mother <clears throat> what about Blase Blase I love Danger but that's not new Helta Skelta great not new <laughs> says you it feels new every time I listen to it I won't lie Okay, I'm it ready. went Start. down like this <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay stop with number one and then work your way down
0: number one album this year I'm pretty sure has to be Earl Sweatshirt some rap songs just came out but I gotta give it number one I love Earl do you listen to Earl? I don't listen to Earl. It's wild. It's very poetic. It's great. You should check it out. What could I do to convince you? Did you ever listen well, to Earl? Well, let me hear the rest of your list. First of all, this is years ago, but when he was like 19, he wrote a line like, do be fully euphemisms. It's a good line, don't you think? What is it? Do be fully euphemisms.
1: It's alright. It's alright. Uh, what about okay, what Zine
0: level tolerance for boundaries.
1: That's the guy's name. Zine <laughs> level tolerance. It's crazy.
0: Uh, so that's the number one, and then you know Drake Scorpion's up there. I gotta put Drake Scorpion way up there. It's I just
1: keep coming back to it nonstop. That's a great song. It's a good song. Yeah, and Mom it's a little bit, man. Good you know, song. it's a little bit too comatose for me.
0: Yeah, that's then, a problem with rap now. When it's good, it's just like sort of same vibe, same vibe, same vibe.
1: It's like everybody on like depressants, like <laughs> something's happening. Into,
0: and like the little baby what's going record's on with the culture. Little Baby record's good. Yeah, it's not in my baby top 10. cool. Uh, I put the little peep album in the top 10 cuz it's just an interesting you heard about album. This new
1: guy, Little Pizza? You know anything about this guy? <laughs> this I real. totally <laughs> made it
0: up? <laughs> little He's, Pizza.
1: Little Pizza it's, there's yeah. yeah it's Check called, it out. The name of that's the all album my is son.
0: Uh, "What a Kid Orders." <laughs> <laughs> the little pizza. Because for them it's big because they're small. So really they could call it big pizza for a kid, which is a little pizza. But yeah, uh, and then I put Pusha T in the top ten, which what's is what's that album
1: called? I'm Your Guy.
0: <laughs> no Daytona. <laughs>
1: Whatever,
0: and it's fine. I actually don't think it's it's like his. It's, probably, it's not his
1: trappiest album. It certainly is not. But his I tra- really like what he did with. The, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I love what the he last did. song. Oh. I'll be your trapper.
0: <laughs> I'll be your trapper. I mean, that would
1: be gangsta, like the last track on one of those records, like was like a full on Cajun zydeco jam. <laughs> you know, that's trap.
0: Despite of my rage, I am still just a rat in a Cajun restaurant in New Orleans. (laughs) Uh, New Orleans. So, I also would put the Kanye album, Ye, on that list. You're shaking your head. That doesn't
1: even make my top 5,000 of the millennium.
0: (laughs) People hated Ye. You hated Ye. Why did you hate Ye? Just keep me out of it. You know, you're in it. Keep me okay. Just fine. when I think I'm
1: out, well done.
0: They pull me back in.
1: I got other things to do.
0: Bridge on the I river can't yay. Get su-
1: Why does he need one more person sucked into the vortex of that ego just yeah. to be part of the discussion? I mean, I have other things to do in the day. I mean, look at this.
0: Uh, he's pointing at a whiteboard I have with lots of things on the day. Okay. Some of the things I I've mean, written on there include lunch.
1: At the same time... Newsletter?
0: You know, like, you know that I'm gonna...
1: <laughs>
0: I found so many different times ways to waste time. You Newsletter. This the new
1: Ye record. I gotta put Yay on there.
0: It's a fascinating record. My top ten is
1: kind of... You know not... what that album was supposed to be called, right? Kanye. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and then all the shit happened. Why are people hate <laughs> on him? Where's his record? Didn't he put out a jazz record? He no, did. he
0: put out an album of Bobby Darin's cover. I covers. want to hear
1: Jeff Goldblum's year-ender.
0: <laughs> well, I uh, would have to pick a, uh, some of How his... How come you're not getting to that to players. review? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jeff Goldblum perform his uh, at his residency once. Jazz. Where was this? In L.A. he was like at a jazz place for once a month or something, so I went. And um, it was underwhelming. He had a large band. He was just sitting there <laughs> playing the dat <laughs> playing a dat like he was on the piano and doing he kept on like look he kept on looking at the <laughs> audience like putting his head up and just grinning at the audience Damn.
1: i think that's you <laughs> okay so <clears throat> so we're down with earl sweatshirt
0: i'm you. Totally okay, what else earl sweatshirt push a t drake lil peep Kanye. People... You heard about this new record, Carolina Reaper?
1: <laughs> no. Is it is it Sabrina related? I heard it's from down south from those um, <laughs> dudes that used to roll with <clears throat> um, UGK and um, E-40. Did I make that up? Is that true? Collar?
0: Collar. Wait. I'm
1: sorry. Oh, so you don't get collars. There's no collars on this show
0: we don't get callers I would love to have callers I'm trying to bring up my top 10 here um, well what's your top wh- what records have you heard that shook your soul by the way we're listening to the new no. Sacred Lamp the Sacred Lamp band camp right now Sacred Lamp is uh, one of AL's projects
1: that's the um, <clears throat> project I'm in with uh, Mr. Matthew Dotton, and um, we got a record dropping in, uh, in a couple weeks. Sounds awesome, man. Oh, very cool. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you're taking uh, it out there in radio lands. Well, what's been blowing my mind? Yeah. I mean, I was down with the new Kesha album. That was cool. <laughs> really? You have kids. What are they like? Um. Well, when we're in the car, it's a lot of Christina. Uh uh-huh. And um, when we're on the hidden the Alps, the ski slopes, I like to throw on a little bit of Bill Callahan.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, he's good.
1: And um, right now I'm listening to this new record by Robbie the Werewolf. I don't <laughs> tell, know if you, tell me about
0: Robbie the, the Werewolf. werewolf. <clears throat> hey, what's this it's book a, you're looking at? What is it's this a book?
1: remarkable early private press um, that manages to be a folk record, but also a parody of a folk record. And uh, half of it is monster fan piss-takes. On standards like Tom Dooley and Tiptoe Through the Tulips. (laughs) The other half is Robbie Originals of varying quality, hitting an unforgettable apex with the echo-laden Count Dracula track.
0: That sounds great. I want to hear that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, out of print, Nick. So what's this book? This is The Acid Archives, which I think was first published in 2010. It was edited by Patrick Lundborg, and it's kind of like the classic tome of esoteric musical arcana from 1965 to 1982 Uh uh-huh it has like 5,000 records record reviews in it and descriptions and um i swear by it i keep i keep a copy of it right near the old bed at night and i like to read uh read entries as as i lull myself into a sleep listening to brain ticket
0: this is a good one pf flyer played genjeta jazz This seldom-seen album of instrumental stoner jams comes with a rather unusual (laughs) background story. The recording was intended as a soundtrack for dancing instruction under the tutelage of Anthony Giancetta, but the four students, or hangarounds, turned in this drugged-out fuzz organ trip instead. You see what I mean? To everyone else's dismay. On the downside, the playtime is pretty short. Have you heard that one?
1: (laughs) What's What's the running time? 12 minutes? No, I haven't heard that one. But, um, another one that I have here is also a favorite of mine. It's called Endes- Endless Trip. Whoa. And it's kind of a, It's another compendium, another one of these really far-out informative um, tomes in which, you know, one of the cognizant I would be interested in getting an education on on the deeper roots of um, psychedelic mm-hmm. and acid-tinged music. So, um, like I said, I swear by it, and um, you should too. Cognitive it's guaranteed symptoms. to shrink hemorrhoids without surgery. Do you? Is that your own review, or was that on the back? It is. It is. I think it was. That's that was. That was how Skip Spence's first record was sold. record.
0: What's worse, uh, hemorrhoids or kidney stones? If you're at a show.
1: Oh wow! Can we talk about something else? <laughs>
0: if you're at a concert. <laughs> By the way, uh, I think I made
1: like a limp biscuit concert.
0: <laughs> Did you ever interview Fred? Never interviewed Fred, but I interviewed uh what Joel Madden. Did you from Good Charlotte? Okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> he was anybody... really nice. <laughs>
1: okay. Anybody from that band that had that song. Uh-huh. Come my lady, come come my lady, you're my sugar pie, sugar oh, baby. Um
0: Crazy Town.
1: Crazy Town. No, I Give never, me one of those for Crazy Town. Yeah,
0: uh, Fist Bump to for the Crazy Town reference. Shifty Shellshock, never interviewed Shifty Shellshock. Wow. He's the only one whose name I remember. Mm. From
1: Anybody Crazy from uh, Len? Did I already say that? Because no, th- that joke never really gets old.
0: The Steal My Sunshine joke? Yeah, they were... Uh, that's one of the most enduring songs. Do you think they're still eating off of it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> What about Corey Hart or um,
0: Gowen, <laughs> Lawrence Gowan? Never interviewed them. Um, I interviewed. I interviewed you? Thor. That's far out. Yeah, I interviewed uh, someone else.
1: Ever interviewed Nardwar?
0: Yes, I've interviewed Nardwar for the
1: podcast.
0: No, I'd love to interview him for the podcast. Uh, Nardwar was my gateway into. He was my gateway into the culture because my friends and I were obsessed with his interviews and we mail-ordered his uh, the Evaporators records and this is in like 1992 or whatever and we were like had a mail correspondence with Nardwar and we oh, put on his cool. band's first show at Sneaky D's in in Ontario. And... You guys
1: ever play with the um, Smugglers?
0: No, but I did this... this uh, I heard sh- there's a great
1: book that came out of that camp, by the way. The Smugglers
0: camp. I got a nice... Christmas card from Mint Records today.
1: And I actually uh have something Oh yeah, is Yvette still there?
0: No, it's I it's not Yvette Ray who is the longtime publicist. It was someone else and they're they enjoyed my old band Brutal Knights and they're very kind to me over at Mint Records. Thank you, Mint. You can send me albums to review if you want. I just put my um eyebrows up to hell.
1: Do you yeah, want to yeah, read I me mean, another thing from? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I do. I don't. Uh, okay. Not the Acid Archives. What about the other one? Forget about that. Endless trip. It's crap. I don't know. You really kind of. Do we have a bottle of anything over here? <laughs> How about this Allen Ginsberg bootleg from 1967 on Saga? From a psychedelic perspective, this obscure UK release is the most vital of the numerous Ginsberg artifacts left behind. I'm not going to read why.
0: Well, do you want to do show and tell?
1: Yeah. Okay, let's do show and tell. I was hoping you'd ask me that. So yeah, Acid Archives, pick it up, you need it, and you'll be able to read about Morgan and the Ted Lucas record and um, Mary Butterworth. Marry Butterworth. Yeah.
0: So this is the first thing I wanted to show you.
1: Okay. Okay, Gigi.
0: It's called "Dirty Love Songs." It's a Gigi Allen, the sleeve for a Gigi Allen song collection, unauthorized.
1: Do you um? Do you feel like you lost out? How so? That you never cross paths. I think I won. Do you feel like it's
0: actually a total blessing? Are you sure about that? I think so. I don't really.
1: What do you think about this song, "Kill
0: the Children, Save the Food"? Oh, that's his one racist song. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the one racist song that he made. He probably made a few more, but that's the one I know. I mean, we were talking before Mm. about separating art from the artist, and Gigi Allen's.
1: Well, what is the art there?
0: That's true. The art is the artist. Basically, the art he's the, the canvas. I mean, <clears throat>
1: so,
0: can I tell you something? Talk about toxic masculinity. Here's a little side note. Gigi <laughs> Allen definitely is an example of toxic masculinity. He talked sick, but he was masculine. <laughs> uh, he what was I going to say? Uh, oh, there's a band from called Tarantula. They're punk band. They, I guess, had a swastika on their album uh, cover, and so did the Dead Boys. So did the Dead Boys. So did all this punk. And recently, at a show in Portland, they were assaulted apparently with like baseball bats or something.
1: By the A.D.L. Go get them, guys! I don't
0: think it was the A.D.L. <laughs> and they uh, posted. And they a, lost. They'd yeah. already posted a message defending their choice, and the guy who. Was in the, the band, choice. yeah. To, he said, I, "I freedom of speech." Well, he was just saying, "I am not a Nazi. I'm not any of these things. I, I like this design." He just, <laughs> no, he goes, "My art is nihilism. It is about all about how shitty the world is, and it fucking sucks, and I, and about how horrible it is, and I bring up images of 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 horror. So that is why I put the swastika on there, and I would." Uh, Allow for that, frankly, under those descriptions. So you, is this you talking,
1: or is this him? That's going? me. I'm sure it's and him. You talking. would allow for that. I, I think
0: I would allow for that if the theme of what you're doing is hate. And yet,
1: in Germany, you would be thrown into
0: jail. Well, that's because in Germany, it's a much, it's a much more loaded <laughs> Explain. Uh, thing. Well, How so? The Germans were the ones who primarily. Um, the Jumans, the Jumans are just not good at punk. (laughs) So until their punk music gets better, they don't have the right to use swastikas.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm forced to agree with you once again. Yeah, yeah. it's just a fact. Step your game up. So getting back to, getting back to Merle... Who was the real Merle heart Allen. of the band? <laughs>
0: Merle Allen with the Hitler mustache.
1: Merle really was the heart of that group. Anyway, he he was he ghost wrote a lot of those punk records. Do you have the song titles in that sleeve? Do you want to read them? If they're there? I really don't. It's he, the one that I read was <laughs> yeah, you was the me. most kosher. Let's put it that yeah, way. yeah exactly. And it was in a way like the, the most first defensive. track is like <laughs> it's disturbing to read this stuff to yourself. <laughs> like no joke, these first three. I mean, you could read it, but... Wow. Wow. <laughs> There's one where it's missing the K. <laughs>
0: the word fuck, I
1: suppose. Abuse Myself, I Wanna Die. That's the most... Is that the name of the song? Abuse track. Myself, I yeah, Wanna Die. Yeah. Who plays drums on this? <laughs>
0: I think Bonham.
1: <laughs> no, it's Tim Trash. It's Trash Tom. There's
0: actually some famous people on this record. Wayne Kramer's on the record, and... Uh... Well, what do you know about this bass player, Cheetah Tommy Chrum. Tits? I, I don't heard not know he... much about Tommy Tits. I know that Cheetah Chrome's on the record and uh, a couple other people who are.
1: All right, well, let's keep going here. <laughs> I hope that's another Gigi record.
0: No, it's close. It's a Jackie Martling uh, joke land. Uh, do you ever meet him? <laughs> catalog. No, but Jackie? I corresponded with him. He's I'm awesome. in comedy because Jackie Martling, the head writer of the Stern Show, uh, I stumped the joke man. I sent him a joke when I was 16.
1: I never knew that. That's no.
0: so cool. I don't know if that's why I'm in comedy, but that was something that happened.
1: I thought it was for another reason that I kind of heard. <laughs> I don't want to bring. I want to reopen wounds. Late circumcision. <laughs> that, that's a good name for a double live comedy <laughs> album. If if Yay put out a record that that <laughs> was called that, I might listen to it. Do you think the album's called
0: Yay because like you're yeah. automatically saying yes when you ty- when no, you? No, because you're
1: automatically. St- saying yayo. Yayo. Aren't you?
0: Yayo. Yayo.
1: So okay so Jackie I mean I really liked Jackie Martling when he was on Stern. Uh, I he thought he was a good was time. Cool. Good time. I mean he lost his edge and um, that was the perfect <laughs> time for Artie to walk in. Artie Lane. And he did a super job and um what can I say?
0: So this is the classic Jokeland catalog that I would, this is the one I was sent when I uh Won the, uh, gave, stumped the joke man and he printed my joke in
1: penthouse here's another thing did you get a residual sorry?
0: nothing no I just got a shirt that said I stumped the joke man
1: oh are we uh, are we live here I think so that's a yeah, book I think it's too easy the subtle art of not too giving easy. a fuck I, I, my agent recommended I I'd read I'll be honest it. with you I mean call me Purit oh, that's for you that's call for me, later oh. woohoo Call me a puritan, but <clears throat> I think it's too easy to put the F word in the title of a book that supposedly is supposed to be sold in a self-help section. Yeah, I think it's, it's just stupid. kind of like appeals to the lowest, you know, reactive denominator. Um, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I much prefer. It doesn't show a lot of respect for the reader, actually.
0: I'm completely does that with make, you. Does that make sense? No, I I think that the the subtle art of Not giving a fuck, which is the book I took it out from the library. Um, Although, as I turn
1: to page eighty-eight here, Dave Mustaine achieved great fame and glory and (laughs) felt like a failure anyway. This is because he'd adopted a crappy value based on some arbitrary compare. See, it's one of these like wildly generalist. Yeah, you know, like positive psychology. I'm not into it. Not really really into it.
0: Through negative psychology, right? Because the whole way he's packaging it is saying. You don't have to give a fuck. It's it's written in in horrendous, irritating language. The message of it, I'm sort of with, but it's it's, it's there's written a bunch in of these books language. that come
1: out, you know, every year. You know, like like be a be a badass bitch boss. You know, like <laughs> they, like these these titles that are supposed to like elicit this kind of reaction. They'll be like, I gotta read that. I'm gonna be that.
0: Yeah, I know. Anyway, it's, I'm really
1: sorry if I over.
0: Overemphasized, bitch. It. no, no, no. But, you um, didn't overdo it. You're right. You should don't be sorry. You're right. I took it to the library because I am grasping at straws. That's
1: the kind of thing that I'm going to look at it for two seconds and then like reach over and grab some peanuts comics.
0: Yeah, no, I have
1: those upstairs. Because there's more wisdom in a Schultz comic strip <laughs> than there really is in most things. A Schultz.
0: I, mean. <laughs> I agree. I love Schultz. I love Schultzy. You know today I gave a new mother a little miss book. Remember Little Miss and Mr Men? Oh yeah. Yeah. And no I'm just trying to say did I you... good do do good deeds. But you're not supposed to you're once you, once you name a good deed it's no longer a good deed you're self serving.
1: Was that in 12
0: step or 13? <laughs> <13, laughs> it's a 13th step. step. Um so do you know what this is? This is a photo. This is a photo of Cub. Oh, wow. You immediately knew it was Cub. Way to go. That's awesome. And yeah. the reason
1: I know that is because I was at Rotate at Cub. Rotate this.
0: Rotate this.
1: That Cub did an in-store, and I was parked outside, and my car got towed on a Friday night. Oh, my God. And um, Or a Friday evening before Shabbat, and I was, like, freaking out. I'm like, all this for a Cub in-store. They
0: were good that night. I do remember enjoying them. I think I was at that show, too. And uh, yeah, Cub or um, they got angrier towards the end. <laughs> Did they? Long when they paws. became bears, long they had long, <laughs> long paws.
1: paws. Um, very cool. Are you surprised really that I that I knew that right off the you bat? Knew it was right good. off the bat.
0: No, I'm surprised. That's pretty and
1: good. I, we inter- I, we interviewed them by
0: mail for our zine. Uh, they were very pleasant, and then Mint Records sent me that. Um, promotional... Hey, man, I had my fair share
1: of Mint postcards and... That's nice. Bookmarks. What was your favorite
0: band on Mint pre-New Pornographers?
1: I think it was the... uh, Sepultura.
0: (laughs) Arise, yes, I believe. (laughs) When they put out... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, So So that's my answer. (laughs) I think Chaos AD was actually the one that Mint put out. Um...
1: (laughs) What's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie, though? <laughs> Did we talk about this? I'm no. actually
0: doing a co- a comedy podcast about Nicolas Cage on Monday where I have to write a set about Nicolas Cage. Thank you for reminding me. That's going to no be problem. very weird. I think you should start with Empire's Kiss. I love... That's a crazy... Nickel. That's probably the best Nicolas Cage. Pure... In terms of someone who just holds a movie together. In terms of pure that,
1: nuance. <laughs> I don't
0: know if the nuance is totally there. Yeah, different. it's a little bit over their head. It's so good yeah that one and uh valley girl yes and um raising arizona for being raising serious arizona is a really fun comic performance is the
1: one yeah you
0: can't really top raising arizona but wasn't there one that he did later that was a pretty exciting performance uh not leaving las vegas but it was like a comedic performance am i
1: imagining that oh yeah wasn't it that comedy that he did with, <laughs> hold on a second, hold on, I stay know with me. You're about. Sarah Louise,
0: yeah, Sarah, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker,
1: yeah. and James Caan. Honeymoon in Vegas. Yes.
0: With the flying Elvi. Saw that in the theater. Yeah. It's
1: really, well, I don't know why I would say that. Here. To anyone. I keep going here. i So, um, so really Face Off is mine. Face, Face Off record, is probably right.
0: the best. Nick. No, I mean, that's a crazy, no, yeah, Nicolas Cage's performance is wild in that movie when he goes like i don't even remember what he says the dialogue is wild and maybe because john wu had english as a second language it just wasn't like like you can't really tell the difference between like bombastic dialogue you know ridiculous dialogue you don't and want to be able to dialogue. tell the difference that's a, that's the truth of it in broken arrow you didn't see that i saw them both you in the theater I love both of those movies. John Woo was like my favorite director for years and years. Seriously, he was so good. He was
1: really good. It was balletic, as that—that was the constant. I think I even signed of... in line for the uh, for the Hulk, for the Norton. Really? Didn't Woo direct that one too? No, I'm was... pretty sure he did. Oh, no, it was brother. Ang Lee. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: have to delete that. Radio, football. But Chow Yun-fat was in a lot of movies and then he was in Crouching Dragon I
1: heard he lives on a dollar a day
0: no that's Jackie Chan
1: no that's Joey and Fat yes I thought you were saying I posted that <laughs> so what do you got for me Leo Rothstein yeah. oh.
0: Leo Rothstein the joys of Yiddish no the joy of Yiddish.
1: Yiddish he's no Steen so Yiddish what can I tell you about Yiddish how much Yiddish do you know uh,
0: Shmagegi Sh- Shlemil what's
1: the difference between a Shlemil and a Shlemazil
0: um, a shlomil is, is more of a slob. But a shlomozel is uh, just a goofball.
1: A goofball, okay.
0: Yeah. But the thing is, I don't really know what either of those mean, but you know what they mean just when you hear the word. Schnorer. Schnorer. You know what a chaza is?
1: A chaza. <laughs> it's
0: a. Tachlis. Dreif. How, so you
1: know? How much Yiddish you know? It's a beautiful language. I mean, do you I grew know? up in a house where both of my parents spoke Yiddish. Like when they. They spoke Yiddish a lot. They spoke Yiddish in their own homes, and we heard a lot. And I understand a lot. I can't speak a lot. I know a lot of words. Um, but it's a beautiful language. It's kind of a... It's kind of like a mut between Hebrew and, and the Germanic languages. Yes, yeah. Languages. Learned in but, um, the shtetl. Like, it's definitely a, it's a shtetl, a ghetto language. Yeah. And it was used to hide language, to hide jewish ideas that couldn't necessarily have been said in a secular mode like interest so, rates <laughs> <laughs> is that a shakespeare joke <laughs> <laughs> um so you know what i mean so yiddish, yiddish. Did, did, did were there any yiddish good yiddish hardcore bands I <laughs> yeah there must well, we played with
0: jew driver once if that counts okay yeah Which was the... They weren't even Jews. They were the Jewish band that covered Screwdriver songs. Uh,
1: That's... I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Jew Driver.
1: Okay. Big
0: up. Big up. But but yeah. um, So your parents... uh, Were they immigrants? Uh,
1: Yeah. I'm a first-generation Canadian.
0: So where were they in uh,
1: Germany or Poland or Hungary? Uh, my Czech or my On my father's side from Eastern Europe, from Poland, and my mm-hmm. mother's side is um, actually from the Middle East, from Israel. Oh,
0: so one side Ashkenazi and the other both. side... Both. both sides are yeah. Ashkenazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oddly enough.
0: Um, yeah, my mother is Polish-Jewish. Okay. Strong. Liebman. Oh, Liebman. Yeah.
1: Very nice.
0: It is a nice name. Ich hab der Lieb. That's what it means. Verstehst,
1: was ist der Lieb?
0: Is this German or... Der
1: Lieb! Do you speak German? On siemen kauf nun No, um... Hart. Lieb is Hart. Mm-hmm. David Lieberhart. Hart. Hartmann. We all know. You should have him on here. He's great. I actually have a signed...
0: you have an email? A sign printed from a computer picture of David Lieberhart that I saw him. I opened for him, actually.
1: That's really cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I've opened for David Lieberhart. That is really cool. Um, Oh, this is a book of meditations. Uh, I'm using it to journal. It was written by... and I. I thought it was just like a, a blank book, but it's actually called Inner Voyager. And it's by... It's Inner Voyager... A journal for intuitive and spiritual discovery, conceived and edited by Deborah Bergman. This book is dedicated to all, and it's a Simon & Schuster book. Do you want to look at it? Do you want to read the, the
1: paragraph here? You know, it's, it's been a really long day. Does it have any pictures? Yeah. It has
0: <laughs> small quotes on the side.
1: You can... Tuesday... You can do this. Imagine yourself a rabbit. Imagine yourself a rabbit.
0: It's easy if you try. Yeah, I mean, I I keep
1: one of these also. I mean, I carry it around with me wherever I go. You can see it right here. Yeah. Um, I got two. I got one in blue and one in red. That looks um, like it's notes, though. This is notes, uh, letters to people that I won't send, little diagrams. Do you have anger at people that you write as letters? Anger? What's the word? That word needs to be unpacked. Agitas. Agitas? More like gravitas. <laughs>
0: What's the most um, unresolved math problem? It's a
1: very personal
0: question, Nick. Well, this is a very personal podcast, Dale.
1: Hmm. I don't know how well we know each other. Maybe okay, too probably, well. Maybe too well. You know, sometimes you know a person, you think you know them, and you might. But. And that's all I got.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the angriest you've ever been at a musician?
1: I was pretty mad at Danzig when Lucifuge came out, and <laughs> they played the Opera House, and like this row of skinheads just like bum rushed the stage. Yeah, and I was like, man, you know that you know this this that age old problem, you know, where you know the beat is rocking, but the politics are all messed up. Are socking. Are socking it. Yeah. So um.
0: It was at a Danzig I genocide show. <laughs> I, 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 in Pittsburgh, I saw a guy uh, on the street with a swastika armband. And I was like, man, this ain't tarantula style. You know, this is like bad. And I guess this Danzig, like he has a Germanic name and he has a grandiose <laughs> style. And that's the stuff the Nazi types love. What do you think of politics? Politics? What do you think of Nazi politics these days? Are you like? Are you pro Nazi or anti? Politics? We I think, think, think of we should all be
1: very concerned. <laughs> I agree. Very. We're done here.
0: This is I've, our adventure. Do you want to play a song or do you care?
1: You know, maybe maybe
0: another time. Alright, we'll do it another time.
1: I'm, I'm really flying high here on the, this has been an enjoyable on the vibes and the good feelings that have been spread about this room.
0: Yes, I agree. The good feelings are feeling good.
1: Nice to see a Rothko book over there that's Looks like it's like 500 pages long.
0: Yes, we have a lot of books in the house.
1: The Worry Cure, that's... In
0: the, uh, room. the Worry Cure.
1: Have you got anything by... Um, Pizzicato 5? By Kant?
0: No, uh, probably somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we've got a scream mask, a rubber chicken, we've got an Elvis thing, mm-hmm. Peter Handke. Hey, can I ask you a question? Mouse. Who were your dad's favorite poets? seemed like Robert Creeley was one of them he met Robert Creeley in Buffalo and he was uh, quite quite happy like he got to have dinner with Robert Creeley so Creeley was one of them he had a lot of uh, Seamus Heaney but I think Seamus Heaney was a a playwright as well as a poet
1: um I think and um did he ever cross paths with like any of those dudes like McClure or um I don't
0: know I don't know those poets. He'd know, I mean, he didn't really share his favorite poets. That, Wallace uh,
1: Stevens, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Wallace
0: Stevens, yeah, and uh, Frank O'Hara and um, William Carlos Lynch Williams. Some of yeah, Frank O'Hara is amazing, and um, the Beats, but not. He had Ginsberg, but I don't think Ginsberg was like the only like a like a heavy favorite. I think it was. You know, my dad was really interesting in, in his, I think he, he quite enjoyed prose and the poetry of prose. And I think that was what kind of informed his poetry. So, and, and on top of that, what was so interesting, my mother mentioned this after his death, was that he, I, we have all these books about art and form and how artists and musicians um, they have the discipline, the choices behind what they do, the craft uh, of how they do what they do. And my mother is an art person. She's very interested in art. And I always thought those were hers, but actually he got a lot of them because he was interested in the process of um, people outside of writing even and just how they worked, artists especially, visual artists and filmmakers, you know.
1: Interesting. I'd like to hear a lot more about that, but... um,
0: Well, we'll have to do it some other time.
1: That's some interesting stuff.
0: AL Senior. Mr. Flanagan. Got anything you want to plug?
1: (laughs) You you left that wide open. Um, Well, we got this show coming up on Sunday at the uh, Sunday, December 8th. Hopefully
0: we're doing this every month indefinitely.
1: And, um, you know, as long as we're here, you know, we'll make it happen. Yeah, it's so fun. We just want to give people value. You yeah. know, give the people an what, opportunity to laugh and...
0: Give the people what they don't as well. realize that they want. I'm with you. I'm with you.
1: So, um, yeah, 3 to 5, Transact, this Sunday.
0: And sacredlamp.bandcamp.com. And a new, new Sacred Lamp
1: record dropping on Sphere Records. Uh, check out the Bandcamp Sacred Lamp, uh, with um, Matthew Doc Dunn and And that's and the myself. background music tonight. Hope you're
0: digging it. I'll probably have... Doc done in here sometime soon. Yeah. That'll be fun. Uh yeah, well see you. Alright. Bye everyone.